it's Ben Lords. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good, good. Uh, I was just telling the people, uh, the reason that I have your phone memorized is even though I had a cell phone when I met you, yeah, I, I didn't actually uh, keep names on my phone. Like I would just, I would just call numbers like, like you do with a regular phone. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if you could save names on my phone. You must be able, you must have been able to, but maybe not. I don't know. I I, I vaguely remember my first cell phone and I think there was a rudimentary address book attached to it. Um, yeah. And that might've been the time when I stopped memorizing my friend's phone numbers because I no longer had to. Because you and I were around the time when I was saying, you know, you even had rotary dial phones. Yeah. Sometimes. Did you have a rotary dial? We did. Phone? Yeah, when I was growing yeah. up. With a cord. <laughs> that I always got tangled up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty magical when my parents finally bought a cordless phone. But yeah. kids these days won't uh, remember the good old days of say, talking to your friend on the phone downstairs and then running upstairs to to pick up the phone. Okay, hang on. I got to go downstairs and hang that phone up. And then running downstairs and hanging up that phone and then running back upstairs. Hey, I'm here. You still there? Or someone in the the same house picking up another line. I'm on the phone. And going, hey, I'm on the phone. (laughs) And sometimes they didn't hang up and you're you're like, come on. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, that was... Getting a dedicated line just for your modem, right? Was Which the I never, height of being high tech. We never had the internet when I was a kid, right? I didn't experience the internet until yeah, me neither. Uh, college, so I, I never had to. I never experienced that, uh, except for like my parents finally got. I think they got like CompuServe or Prodigy when I went to college. So oh, okay, when, I, yeah. when I came home for the summers, there was there was internets, and I could do the email and the uh, the IRCs. Yeah, when I was a uh, let's see, when I was in college, uh, the internet that I did was Telnet. You know, Telnetting to different yeah, sites, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing uh, multi-user dungeons. Muds, uh, multi-user shared hallucination, mushes, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. And then uh, later on, bulletin board systems um, where you would actually, you know, you'd have a modem, you'd dial, and it, it would have, um, you know, you'd be able to do that from your dorm room. But if you wanted to get on Telnet, you had to go down to the uh, to the computer lab. Right. That yeah. kind of stuff. Um, yeah, only one yeah, of my friends had a computer capable of telnetting. And I still remember what the icon looks like and thinking it was the greatest thing and double-clicking it and hearing the hearing the, um, the log-on noise. It was really great. Good memories. I remember when I went to college, there was a guy, and I believe he... I believe this was a nickname. I don't think this was his real name. Shad. And <laughs> Shad... Uh, gave me a three and a half inch disc with a whole bunch of text files on it. And they were all like about UFOs and paranormal <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's how that stuff things. got distributed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that and and it was cool, you know. You're reading it, you'd be like, "Oh no, maybe I'm reading something that the aliens don't want me to," you know, that kind of thing. Right. It was really neat. Um, <laughs> and you don't really have that anymore, unless you know. I guess you go to a website and you're like, "Oh no, maybe they've logged my IP that I now know the right. you know secret whatever of Speaking- this GeoCities <laughs> website that's been around for twenty years or whatever." Right. I know, but the, the, a website that does not look like it's been updated since 1997. True enough. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, I want to let you know, um, I have been... Betty's birthday is coming up. Betty's birthday is in uh, February 14th, Valentine's yeah, Day. A couple weeks from now. And her mother's maiden name... No, I'm... Uh, <laughs> The, so the so the big thing is uh, we've been running around doing that kind of thing. So I can tell you with a fair amount of certainty that there are no corrections for this week. So we oh, should just okay. plow ahead. Yeah, I've already um, uh, well, I've already uh, turned off my email. Oh, um, good. Well, because it makes a noise if I get if I get an email which gets recorded, which is uh, yeah, that's super too bad. Well, I mean, I'm on my I'm at home. Right now, yeah. Normally, I record oh. this. Normally, I record this at Annex, where there are measures I can take to keep the computer internal noise from being watermarked onto the audio file here. But I don't have such luxuries on my home system, so I just right, turn again, my this email is off. this is your place that I've never seen. Indeed, yes. I moved here yeah. after you moved away. Exactly. So, I should take a picture of it and send it to you. Smart thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. Please do, and tell all the listeners in case <laughs> they want to drop by. I'll, I'll put uh, it on the show notes. <laughs> Actually, you know, the, our listeners do not want to drive by because I live, I live right near a um, an on ramp to I five, and between the hours <laughs> of like two thirty and six thirty. The traffic outside is just crazy. I actually had to I drove to Annex because I needed to load up a bunch of filming equipment into my car and then I came back here and it takes about fifteen minutes to walk yeah. to uh to my apartment from Annex. It took me thirty five minutes to drive I believe from it. Annex to my house today. It was it's <laughs> pretty insane so, so really honestly you uh listeners probably have driven by your place at least some point in time if maybe driven, if they take that exit yeah if they if they've driven uh downtown in uh in the i'll name the neighborhood if they ever have driven in the denny triangle neighborhood of seattle then uh oh, yes. they probably have uh, spotted my apartment building uh but there's a lot of um <laughs> being able to apartment spot my building is getting rarer these days because of the development that's happening around here oh yeah hence part of the traffic because they actually they've the they've um, removed one lane of the road in front of my building but um the developers around here want to rebrand the name of the neighborhood to the West, what is it? The West Village. No, the East Village. Sorry, because we're in the East. They want to huh. rebrand it the East Village after the East Village in New York. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Yeah. What's wrong with the Denny Triangle? I don't it's know. nice. I like it. It gives um, you a name and a shape. Exactly. You, you kind of know where you are in space. Yeah. 
Like the it, East like, Village. Where am I? New York. <laughs> it's. I gotta say though, Capitol Hill was confusing for a little while. Why is uh, that? Because they use it to talk about some place in Washington D.C. Also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was that was weird for me. I yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I grew up in Olympia. Never mind the fact uh, that um, oh yeah, there's also Olympia in Greece. Yes, in fact, we I think we might have talked about this. Yeah, we're we're bound to loop ourselves uh, often. Um, the Olympic Mountains. Yeah. Uh, or what what are they called? Are they the Olympic Mountains? The Olympics, colloquially yeah. speaking. Um, someone in that area made a wine called Olympics wine or something like that. And they got in trouble from the Olympics committee (laughs) for using the term, the Olympics, which by the way, uh, I've just learned, and this is very interesting. Uh, the first Olympics outside of Europe happened around the turn of the century in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, did they? Yeah, true story. St. Louis has got some weird stuff going on. Like it was a, it was pretty. It's kind of um, a little bit run down. It's like number. It's not even listed. Okay, so I looked at the most populous cities in North America. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, by the way, uh, number fifty-eight. Now, granted, you're going up against. Uh, uh, Mexico and Canada, also. Right. But this is, uh, North, this is North America. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. North America. We're, uh, north of the equator. We're talking about. North yeah, America. Yeah. Well, North America. Right. How? I mean, so how? This is this is something that people don't get, and I don't understand why. Um, Mexico. I, and when I say people, I don't mean you, Ben. Uh, <laughs> Mexico is in North America. Correct. Uh, many people do not get it. And think it's part of South America, to which I like to right. say to them, "Have you heard of Central America? It's <laughs> you've you've pushed uh, Mexico way, way. That, so that's a level of you know not knowing geography that I have gotten over. <laughs> um, I'm not great yet, but I do know that. Uh, how recent was this list that you looked at, though, where Seattle ranked uh, 58? It was on Wikipedia, so your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Uh, there's probably a citation down below about where they got it. Uh, but yeah, Seattle, number 58 Okay. Uh, out of 95. St. Louis, That's not fine. even in the listing. I mean, I know how much Jennifer Factchecker loves us guessing population numbers. But yes. um, where Seattle is uh, between the six hundred and eight hundred thousand range, I don't think we've cracked a million people in Seattle yet. Yeah, uh, Mexico City has uh, twenty million. Yeah, that's one Which dense MF and city. Yeah, um, the the most populous city. Uh, it's a place in China. Uh, I do not remember its name, but we're just talking about. By the way, these numbers. They're just in the city proper, right. not the metro area. Right. Um, someplace in China, 30 million. 30 million people in in the city itself. Yeah. that's And, you know, other places like uh, Delhi, uh, New Delhi, um, Singapore, like all those places. 
like in the tens of millions. And you were looking you were looking this up because you wanted to find out the population density or not the population density, the population of St. Louis. Um, no. Uh, uh, Jennifer and I were in a conversation in the car, and she had mentioned that there was a city in China that had, you know, 20 million oh, people in it. Right. And and how that we can't even really fathom that. Right. You know, dense of a population, really, in the United States, because there aren't that many people that live in any city in the United States, which was true, but, you know, Mexico City, bunches of people. Yeah. And you get know. into a, a really weird dynamic with that, you know, because l- tons of poverty in different areas. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, just people living crammed into quarters and stuff like that. I enjoy living in the city. I do not think I would enjoy living in the city the size of Seattle that had, you know... 20 million people. Yeah, that's that's just not. that's just way too much. Uh, but it's in, it's insane to see some of the living quarters of people who live in places like these high density Chinese cities. Um, yeah. every once in a while I'll come across a, like a a photo series on the internet of what these basically closets look like that, you know, have a family of 3 in them. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's basically the size of my kitchen, and that's their entire apartment. Well, you know, interestingly enough... Um, uh, and I don't have a big kitchen. We were... Jennifer and I were talking about um, how in Ikea's... Because we were talking about the um, Ikea theater project. Yeah. Uh, just talking about theater in general. Um, and they have those rooms in Ikea... It's like, this is what your 320-square-foot apartment could look like. Right. And stuff like that. And and in remembering them, uh, I, I remembered that a lot of them had bathrooms that didn't have tubs in them. <laughs> did and they have shower I, stalls? Uh, they did have shower stalls, okay. yes. And I remember thinking how horrible that would be. Because, I, as you know, uh, famously, I tend to take baths more than i take showers really in general yeah 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 um and for me it's a it's a practical because my hair uh, is super thick yeah at least you know where it where it is uh, i am i don't know if you've if you've uh, been watching uh but i am growing to uh to like center in on the area of my hair that's thinning and it's weird because I've got uh, I've got a tuft in the front that is pretty, you know, standard solid and all that. But then I've got like this little U of thinning hair and then it all gets thick again. Uh, I... So it's. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I yes. mean, it's uh, uh, since you've gone off Twitter, I don't know what you look like anymore. Ha ha. That's right. See, that's how they get you. Man, oh man, Ben, I got to say, you know this, you know how I go, you know, ebb and flow and all that, but anytime that I stop using Twitter, I'm reminded of how bad it is for me. 
And every time I get back on, I'm reminded of how great it is for me. It's so really how, interesting. How, how that... long has it been since you left Twitter? Uh, I don't remember. I think it's been uh, mm, at least a couple weeks. Yeah, at least at least probably three weeks. Yeah, I'd say I, there was a um, going back to baths versus showers when um, yeah because that's a titillating topic. Um, I think so. People are I, nude in those places, Ben. I did you not get... have a bathtub in my uh, in Mr. House. When, in the basement of Mr. House, there was no oh. bathtub. It was just a shower. So I would only I was only able to take baths if I was say house sitting for somebody. Okay, and, so uh, this yeah. is an interesting dynamic. So, so your other roommates. Uh, their bathrooms that were upstairs, those were their bathrooms. You would not have used those. Correct. It would have been like using a friend's bathroom. You would have asked first and said, hey. Yeah. Well, and see, that was... Uh, like, the... did you ever have a, t a, a time when, when your plumbing was off? Yeah. I mean, that happened. So um, when I did have my room upstairs, uh, every once in a while, um, Scott, who lived in the basement, was like, hey, I want to come up and take a take a bath. Do you mind? I'm like, nope. Not going to tell you no, you know, and I'm yeah. sure that that would have been once I moved into the basement, that would have been the line. If I asked and said, hey, I want to come up and take a bath. Do you mind? They probably would have said no. <laughs> I mean, they probably would have said, no, I don't mind. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it would have been like I would have had to have asked to use that bathroom. Unless, oh, and, you know, and there were a couple times. I think it's. It's there worth saying, uh, this the Scott that you're talking about, yeah, who who would ask to come up and take a bath, Scott Augustine, yeah, who uh, genius, did uh, he? Yeah, I think so. Genius, I, I believe so. The Stranger Genius, genius. Award winner, <coughs> possible. And uh, and and when he asks, can I take a bath? How could you say no? <laughs> I mean, he's 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 a lovable guy. And you it want him to like, stay clean. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it'd be like if some mythical, you know, children's storybook monster came in and said, Hey, do you mind if I have some bread? Of course, have the bread. Have all the bread. That kind of thing. Yeah, oh, so. you know what? I You know, I just realized I'm describing uh, the, the Domo bit that we did. That's exactly what. The what bit? Uh, the Domo bit that we did that oh, we discussed yeah, yeah, yeah. on this podcast uh, a little while ago, I think. I was just trying to pull an example out of my head of of how, you know, there there are things that that just seem like the right thing to do. I think if Domo wants to eat your sandwich, you you give a sandwich to him. <laughs> you do. Hey, oh, so. But, yeah, yeah since, go ahead. since you brought that up, we could we could do another one of our uh, segments oh, yeah. where Paul and Ben talk about a performance that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are we? Uh, because that one wasn't in order. We've been going in right. order. Uh, the the Domo one was just a side thing that we mentioned. Right. What was the last one that we did? Do so you remember? The, la the last one we talked about was Nice Guys and Fast Women. Oh yeah. Um, from April seventh, two thousand one. Still and, can't believe that's so far ago. And uh, 
it actually took us quite some time to get back on stage uh, together again. Our next performance uh, was October 4th, 2002. And wow. uh, I'm going to see if you can guess what it was. Boy, oh boy. Um, I'm gonna, I'll tell you where it was. Maybe that'll be a hint. Yeah. It was at the Velocity Dance Studio when Spin the Bottle was at Velocity. Okay. I'm imagining Velocity. Was it the Oatmeal Sketch? Riveting. No, it was not the Oatmeal Sketch. Okay. The Oatmeal Sketch was next. But that was in Velocity. It was. Yeah. Okay, the good, one, good, good. The, okay, so I'm, I'm thinking on, of the right area. Yeah, in, in October of 2002 was Deconstructing Improv. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. We did that we did that piece a couple different times. Okay, all right, all right. So that's okay, that's good. That's that's good to know. I I did not realize that we did that a couple different times. Yeah. So wow, yeah, Deconstructing Improv, uh, did it go over uh, it did. as well there as it did at Annex the last time we did it? Well, this this would have been the first time we did it. Okay. Yes. And it did it did go over well. Um, it it starts off with uh, y- you go up on stage and you say something like, "Hey, everybody! I had a dream last night that I did an improv at Spin the Bottle with my friend Ben. So Ben, come up on stage. So I come up on stage. I think that's how it started off. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds exactly right. Yeah. Um, and then we get and, and I and I basically say, so uh, what we're gonna need is uh, a location. Uh, uh, and uh, something two people can do in public without being re- or something like that. Yeah, uh, an occupation, so the, a location, and like a color and, or something. And we need to point out that at the time in two thousand two, uh, improv kind of got has gotten a resurgence now, especially with podcasts. You know, there are yeah. lots of podcasts with improv people doing them and stuff. But at the time, it this was a. Right around the time when Whose Line Is Any was sort of souring on people a little bit, short for him, <laughs> improv. Uh, and I love improv. I love doing it. But here's the thing that I, I realize now. I started doing improv around the time that the members of the Upright Citizens Brigade started doing improv. Okay. And they went off and they formed a school... Uh, that teaches people how to do improv stuff. And I kept doing improv and then moved away from all the people I did improv with and stopped. Which led to this weird phenomenon where I was paying people who were students of students of people that had been doing improv less time than I had to take improv classes so that I could do improv with the, it, it just, it became really weird and mind trippy. Um, but this is in one of those lull areas where you and I didn't do improv. No, you know, we didn't do it in, we, we didn't rehearse things. Yeah. I want to say there's a difference between quote 
imp- definitely like proper improv and and just lack of preparation or you know yes, I, not I, I not think... so much lack of preparation but just just a um uh you know knowing the feel of a scene or a performance and not really rehearsing it not knowing exactly what you're going to say yes so this bit that we did hinged on the idea that and and you and I were pretty much in lockstep on this the yeah. idea that people at Spin the Bottle would tolerate improv, but wouldn't really want to see it. Exactly. So we set it up, and, and so everyone's expectation is that we're going to now do improv, and they are going to have to sit through yeah, it. We're going to do a stupid little scene about a construction worker in a doctor's office, about the color blue. Exactly. Uh, but instead what happens is Ben uh, just starts taping me up with duct tape. Yeah, well, well, you, you uh, so what happens is you turn around and you're like, you know, shaking your arms out. You're getting ready. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's right. And then you turn back and you actually start doing the scene. And I yeah. call I call for John DeShazo. And yeah. John brings out a bucket with um, duct tape. And while you're doing the scene, I just start duct taping your feet and your hands. And I'm just yelling at you. Yeah, that's right. And I can't remember right. something like, uh, like eat it, mf'er, or I think oh, I, yeah, I, think I right. might have even shoved marshmallows in your mouth. That might have been the first marshmallow. Um. Okay. I. It's possible. It is possible that I fed you a line that you were supposed to say based off of a incident that Andy, a friend of the podcast, and I witnessed in a steak and shake here in Illinois. Um, ben, I hate to do this to you, but mark the time because I'm going to tell you what I think the line is Okay, and you're going to have to beat part of it out. <laughs> okay. I think what I wanted you to say, I don't know if you said it or not, was suck your mother's d- mother f- <laughs> um and, and then and then here's your money b- over and over <laughs> again now that's not that's not necessarily what we ended up doing but i believe that is what i pitched to you and then we might have switched it to whatever you were comfortable with i don't remember what i actually said aside from it's real now, paul it's real yeah yeah it, that that part is real i mean that yes it's real is how we ended it that's how we yeah. knew that's how they knew that the lights would go down right that was the cue to end it the I, reason i think that cuz this is what um this is what we heard this guy yell at a, a friend of his during an they started show? out as friends. No, no, this is at a steak and shake. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. And and he started throwing uh, plates, plates and dishes and stuff at his friend while shouting, "Here's your money!" over and over again. <laughs> wow. And that incident has stuck with me so long. Yeah. <laughs> that I know if I wanted to have somebody angrily yell at me. That would have been the first thing that I would have suggested. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, it's it's possible that I said those things. I don't remember it, but you know, 
I don't but, remember. But a lot. I do remember that that people were caught off guard at yes. what you did yell. Whatever it was that you yelled, it was very out of character for you. Well, and it was also uh, like it, it's you know you're playing with the form, right? You're subverting yeah. expectations, and so people are kind of get complacent. We're like, all right, we're going to see a dumb improv scene, and then yes. th- and then this starts happening where I'm yelling at the top of my lungs. John DeShazo and I are duct taping you, shoving marshmallows yes. in your mouth. Probably, I believe. I believe that might have also happened. And yes. so I th- so it went over well. And I remember talking to the stage manager at the time, um, Heather, who said that when we started, because we didn't tell the tech crew we were doing this. We were just like, "Hey, we're gonna come out and do a uh, do an improv <laughs> bit." <laughs> Because you know, I didn't realize that it didn't. It didn't like. It's not like we had any light cues or or uh, sound yeah, cues. Yeah, true. We just, true. We just told them that it's going to end with me saying, "It's real, Paul. It's real." We and, we um, are kind of. <laughs> we kind of got more professional as far as that goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do remember sometimes we would like, we would go, okay, blah blah blah. I'm going to do the, you know, yeah. Like we would tell them where we would be in space. And what would happen that would make, let them do other things for us. Right, right. So to Heather talked to me after the show, and she said that she had actually left the booth when we started to like go use the bathroom or something. Because she's like, well, I don't want to see this. And then she totally like came back and saw what was going on. It was just completely taken aback. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I like it. Um. Oh, hey, can I talk to you about something? Talk to me about something. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, I am trying to rewire my brain. Okay. And I'll explain. Okay, so I have my ukulele with me right now, Ben. Yeah. This is the standard ukulele strum. I think you'll, you'll remember, you'll, you'll hear it, and you'll... Right? Can you hear yeah. that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound very good over the phone, but I can hear it. Well, well, it doesn't sound very good in real life either. <laughs> and when I, when I say a standard ukulele strum, I mean somebody playing. You know, like that. D- yeah. Your basic. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, I was doing a variation um, based on how I used to pick banjo stuff that was like this. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so now I'm trying to learn like an actual, uh, n- like a way that people who are teaching ukulele teach people to strum. And okay. it's weird. I'm not doing it in time. But can you hear it? Yeah. Maybe the, uh, the people at home will be able to hear it because I'm, I'm sure, playing it yeah, right into the microphone. Maybe maybe I'll I'll um, just uh, take your audio out and let the people hear what it sounds like on my end right now. Oh yeah, that sounds <laughs> well. Well, actually, you'll you'll want to take. Oh yeah. Oh, just to show them that that it sucks on your end. That's well, possible. That, that it's over the phone. It does not sound very good. Okay, so so the big thing is um, this one, the standard one. Is one finger. Right. Right? 
Yeah. This one is the one finger and a thumb. And this other so one... So you're like strumming up with your index finger and strumming down with your thumb? Um, yes. Okay, so so this one, up and down. One, you know, with I'm your just going index up finger. and I'm going down. This one is hit hit a string, hit all the strings, and you're going down all the time. Hit string, uh, so it's finger, finger, thumb, basically. Finger, finger, thumb, like, right? Okay. This new one, and this is what's doing my head in, is it's thumb down with everything, up with one. So it's... And it's and they and they say you can do it a lot faster if you do it this way, and it's true, but you also have to use like a different part of your brain because you're adding this up thing to it. Hmm. So anyway, that's that's the weirdest thing that's going on as far as my ukulele playing goes. But I'm also doing a weird thing with sleeping, Ben. Sleeping. A weird thing with sleeping. Well, I mean, let's let's set the baseline because you already do a weird thing with sleeping. Oh no, no, no. I changed uh I changed to a uh I am now sleeping in the bed again. Okay. So that's good. <laughs> but Pro- the problem I I have I'm I'm sort of like in between a restless sleeper and a deep sleeper, and by that I mean like I move around. Yeah. But when I move around, I'm not always awake. I don't sleepwalk, right? But but like I'll be I'll be, you know, told that I've been tossing and turning and all that kind of stuff, and I won't remember any of it. Right. Right. So there's this lucid dreaming technique. Uh and one of the things they tell you is that when you're going to bed, no matter how much you have an urge to move, don't move. Stay totally still. And I don't know if I believe the people who say this or not, but it's interesting because even if what they say is wrong, it actually still works. So when when you're trying to sleep, you just pick a position, and however much you want to change position, you don't. You stay where you are. Right. And the reason, this is what they say. Um, The reason that you have the urge to move when you're falling asleep is that your body wants your mind to be fully asleep before it paralyzes itself. Because your body will paralyze itself so that you don't run around when you're dreaming. So, right. but your body wants your mind to be totally asleep before it does that. And so what it'll do is it'll send you subtle cues like, hey, your face itches. And if you're awake, you'll scratch your face. But if you're asleep, you won't scratch your face. And then it'll go, okay, mind is definitely asleep. I can go ahead and shut this down. And so what you're doing is you're you're basically tricking your brain into thinking you're asleep so that but you're, it's, you're or tricking your brain you're tricking, tricking your, your brain 
yeah, your brain is tricking your brain. <laughs> your your conscious mind is tricking your subconscious, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, or your your mental process is tricking your uh so your anyway, nervous so, system. So some people say to to increase the chance of lucid dreaming, don't move. When you yeah. when you're falling asleep, just just like lay on your back, lay on your side, whatever, and don't move. And eventually, when you do fall asleep, what happens? Well, okay, so so you're you're almost right. If you don't move, then your body's gonna say, okay, conscious mind is gone. I'm gonna go ahead and put the body to sleep. Uh, make it so it won't move, right? If you are still conscious, but pretending like you're not, when that happens, you will begin to experience the dream state while your conscious mind is still functioning. That's the basic concept. Um, uh, I'm a little bit skeptical, but have you had any success with this? Well, this is what I was going to say. Um, yes and no. Have I had a lucid dream? No. But what has happened, and I can't describe it that well, but I'm going to try. Um, I have experienced a new sensation that I haven't had before. Um, uh, the best way I can describe it is like when you're, when you're asleep and you feel like you're falling yeah, and then you suddenly wake up, it's like that, except I don't feel like I'm falling. I feel like, um, like I'm moving. And basically the difference is that if you're falling, it's gravity, it's got you and you're, you're, you have no control and you're going to hit something. If you feel like you're moving and that's sort of how I feel, you're just moving forward. Like you're floating forward. That's what it feels like. Okay. And when that happens, I see this huge field of color that's uh, moving around and pulsating and stuff. Uh, the best way I can describe it is if you have your eyes closed and you kind of rub your eyes a little bit, you might see like little patterns and stuff. Right, right. It's like that, except on a HDTV <laughs> and like widescreen and all that. Like it's it's just 4K this huge... UHD huge field of pulsating and swirling colors basically so i've done that and then in in those moments i've been like aha this is what they're talking about now i need to do is and then i usually fall asleep (laughs) so i'm it's basically i'm getting right to the point that they're talking about now the event horizon yes exactly i've also still been dreaming Right? Yeah. Uh, it's just that the the connection between being awake and being awake in a dream just hasn't happened. And I'll give you a really quick example. One of the things that they tell you to do is to pay attention to things that are incongruous, right? That would let you know that you're dreaming. And they give examples like, you know, you throw a ball up and it doesn't fall. 
or you try a light switch and it doesn't change the light in the room, you know, that kind of right. thing. Yeah. And which is the, and, the trick that I've heard the most often is the yes. turning on and off a light. When when I was reading this, I was like, well, here's something that's interesting. I said to myself, uh, I've seen within the, the past year, I've seen in two cases snakes where there shouldn't be snakes. I saw one in the middle of my office building, and I saw one at my house. Yeah. So so if I were following these rules, I would have assumed at that point that I was dreaming, which would have been incorrect. So I, I'm thinking that, and I go to sleep, this color thing happens, boom, and then I'm dreaming, and I see a snake in my apartment. And... I'm like, ah, see, I would think that I was dreaming, but I know that snakes <laughs> aren't a good example. And then my three kittens start playing with the snake, and one of them gets bit, and I'm like, oh no, my kitten. And I'm like, that's weird, because I don't remember having three kittens. Oh, but I well, guess I do. I guess I do. And I didn't even know that I lived in this apartment, but <laughs> okay. And then I woke up, and I was like, yeah. So, so that <laughs> happened. And then uh, last night, so that was, you know, uh, for the past, you know, it, excluding last night, that color thing happened. Color thing didn't happen this time, um, but I did fall asleep. And when I fell asleep, I had a dream that there's a guy who I was working with who was wearing this wig. And I thought it was weird that he was wearing the wig, and I I wanted to ask people about it, but I decided that it would be rude. And maybe he wasn't really wearing a wig, maybe that's what his hair always looked like, and I just didn't, like, maybe he dyed it or something? But as the meeting went on, his wig got, like, it like it was slipping off of his head. Yeah. Until it was, like, half wig, half his hair, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna say something. Until and then it I became a cat, and it walked across the table. <laughs> That would have been nice. But but that's the other thing, right? Is is a perfect example of something that I should have known was a dream, but didn't. Yeah. So, but the one thing I'll say is that by doing this not moving thing, I have become hyper aware of being awake and being not asleep. Like, like and there's a difference, right? Being awake is like being fully asleep. Being not, as, not asleep you're not awake, but you aren't asleep really either. It's well, this weird. I mean, that's 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 what happens with people who have night terrors. Their body is still somewhat paralyzed, and their mind is in this halfway between wake and sleep, where they're yep. hallucinating, but they're aware of it, and you know they can see their you know they're they can sense themselves lying in bed, right? So they can yep. see their bedroom and and they're hallucinating, you know, like, you know, scary ghosts with knives or whatever. And they're terrified, but they can't move. And yep. this is, you know, exactly. these are, I've read so many accounts of people who have this, who have to endure this on a semi-regular basis. And it sounds horrifying. Yeah. Um, but for me, this is pretty cool. It's working out. <laughs> well, I'll just wait until the ghost with a knife tries to stab yeah, you. Yeah, see, of the Ben, night. don't don't put a ghost with a knife in my head. Darn it! <laughs> Next time we have this conversation, I might be mad at you. 
Well, how is the ghost holding oh, wait, the knife? No, you Look know at what? that. It's well. Here's the thing. It, what if it's a cool ghost? And it's a butterfly knife, and it can well, do tricks. Well, it's a friendly ghost. His name is Casper. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be so bad. Casper the friendly ghost becomes a dirt bag. Well, <laughs> he's got a knife and nunchucks, and he calls them nunchucks, not nunchucks. No, because you not know, what does he know? I, yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. Speaking of dreams, uh, last night I watched for the first time in probably five, five or six years, Inception. Oh, hey, Inception! You remember and the reason I watched how it I like is it? because yeah, the reason I watched it is because I recently just watched The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, and of course Christopher Nolan likes using the same people in his movies. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been it had been quite some time since I'd seen that movie, and of course I remember your fanaticism. Wait, are there some it. people in in Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises in Inception? Yeah, there's quite a few. Like so, who? Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay, that's right. Killian that's right. Murphy is in all three of the oh, Nolan Batman films. right, as the Scarecrow. Michael Caine plays Alfred. Oh, right. That's right. Um, Ken Watanabe has a short role in Batman Begins. Oh, he's the uh, the fake Ra's al Ghul. He's, uh, yeah, he was the fake Ra's al Ghul, and he plays Saito. Oh, in fact, uh, in... Uh, Rish, Rish is, I think, the way they pronounce it in Gotham. It threw me for a second. You know who plays him in Gotham? Who plays him in Gotham? Doctor Bashir from. Oh yeah, from uh, Star Voyager? Trek: Deep Space Nine. Oh, Deep Deep Space Nine, DS Nine. Yep, that's right. So basically, yeah, I've been I've been steeped in the Nolan verse lately. So uh... gotcha. So I just uh, I watched that. And anything, it's a long. It's a long movie. It's two and a half hours long. Anything new that you didn't notice before? Anything weird? Um, the uh, <laughs> I feel terrible saying this, but the the mole on Mar- on um, on uh, uh, Marion Cotillard's head. What? She's got a Marion Cotillard. She's got a mole right in the middle of her forehead. And, really? Uh, wow. Yeah. No, I didn't notice and, that. And I'm like, I did, it's all I could watch. Actually, I didn't really notice that many things in Inception, but in these this latest rewatching of the Batman movies, yeah. I noticed I noticed that uh, Christian Bale very rarely closes his mouth when he's Batman. Batman really? always has his mouth just slightly open. Huh. When, when he's wearing the the cape and cowl, and I'm wondering if that's either, you know, a, a character choice, which wouldn't surprise me because it's Christian Bale, or if yeah. the mask covers up his nostrils and that's the only way he can breathe. Oh, you know what? I bet you, Ben, that's really smart. <laughs> I'm going to bet that that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. Oh, hey, here's a question for you. Um... You remember Christian Bale's light freakout? I do, yeah. What sh- movie was that on? I want to say it was Terminator Salvation. But okay, I that don't sounds... know that for sure, but I, 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 for some reason I associate those two things together. That sounds correct. Okay. Which um, I've not seen oh. Terminator Salvation, so... Hey, uh, let's, let's do another... Um, does Paul... Know what's going on. <laughs> okay. 
thing. Uh, give me something. What's uh, what's a thing? Um, the biggest thing lately is that um, Mitch McConnell recently gave a speech on the the uh, the House floor where he he said that he is against a federal holiday for um, voting. The, uh, oh. the, de- the Democrats have recently... Is that something together- that we're... Okay, yeah. Well, the Democrats have put together... It's in a bill. It's in this progressive bill that they put together, and they want to make um, a voting day a federal holiday. So all the federal workers can take the day off. It's a paid holiday, and they can go vote. And Mitch oh, that's McCon- not, that's and not a bad idea. That's, Mitch McConnell like is against this, but it's not that he's against it that made the news lately. It's the reason why, and let me see if you can guess, the reason why Mitch McConnell thinks it's a bad idea to make voting a federal holiday. Um, ugh. Boy, I'm not going to get this right. Uh, let me think. He thinks it's a bad idea... Because people who work for the federal government shouldn't be allowed to choose who runs the government. <laughs> that's a very that's a very um, creative answer, but it is ultimately incorrect. Okay. Um, McConnell says that he's against the idea of a paid holiday for uh, voting because he calls it a power grab by the Democrats. Ah. And so the subtext is so I think Mitch I'm McConnell right. thinks th- the, the more people who vote, the worse their chances are of getting elected, the Republicans of getting elected. Yeah, I would. Yeah, see, that's I think I'm right. Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I was correct in my because that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay so all right whatever. yeah Half no point. no 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 yeah yeah i i and and i'm i'm only slightly i'm only slightly off uh, i do i do agree that there's a there's a difference but yeah the basic idea that that i was going for was that that if the people who were going to vote voted things might actually be more in line with what the general populace wants, uh, which so. would mean that that they would be in charge of who's... They would be they would be voting for their bosses, basically. Yeah. yeah he so doesn't want that because he knows that they're not going to vote for him. There's, there's um, what they call sweeping um, voting legislation in this bill where you know, uh. it's it's automatic voter registration it's it's a um um vote by mail across the re- country redistricting redistricting there at all is there is a um so, something prohibiting partisan gerrymandering so yes cuz have you seen the area that i live in at all uh, i've seen a, a voting a, map probably of it? not Probably not specifically, but I've seen a lot of really effed up. Um, like I'm talking districts. here, here in Edwardsville, where I'm at, there are like fingers. That's the only way you can describe it. Thin, yep. little areas that are blocked off. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the deeper, the closer you get into where I live, the the more 
spirally weird it becomes. Yeah. Um, there's another. So, there's another. Uh, oh, is the government running? Yes. Yes. The government okay. is reopened. It reopened on Friday. I thought so. That was one that I was pretty sure about. But you yeah. were saying there's another, and and well, I. Well, I was. I was. <laughs> I started talking before I actually uh, thought of something. Uh, okay. Um. Oh, I, I actually this is the one thing that I was uh, that I was thinking. This is what I was thinking of. Um, a current uh, billionaire is getting divorced from his wife. Oh, oh, that I already know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's uh, I've heard that um, uh, the future ex Mrs. Bezos is going to get something uh, upwards of sixty billion dollars. Wow, that's crazy. And uh, um, Jeff Bezos, this just came out today. Yeah. He's hired a private investigator to figure out who leaked his communications with his mistress to the Inquirer. Oh wow! Um, here's the thing. Uh, I'm betting. Do you know who's fans with the Inquirer? Do I know who's or friends? With the, friends. Our, with the our current president uh, has friends on the Inquirer. Oh, that's right. He does. Um, and. You know the sort of war back and forth between. Oh yeah. And now I don't want to go full full crazy or anything, <laughs> but um, you know who else was a big uh, enemy of his? Who? Weinstein was a big enemy of his. Do you think Weinstein has that kind of pull these days, though? No, 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 no. A big enemy of the president. He does oh, not a big have enemy. that. Oh, I see. Now, here's the thing. I am not saying that these aren't bad people. But I am saying that some protections that they might have had from getting <laughs> in trouble right. may have gotten eroded. Right. Because the Inquirer is known for killing stories. Yeah. And so well, they, they get to choose which stories they run and which stories they are kill. you are you serious that they're no, known for killing stories or yeah, is that a joke? In fact, because no, that's they, oh, I they, didn't they know paid that. off. Yeah, the Inquirer famously paid off um not paid off, that's probably the wrong phrasing. They they paid a Playboy playmate for her story about Trump. So they had exclusive oh. rights to it and then they didn't run it, they buried it. And oh so, wow! That, this came out, yeah, of course, see? now that we know about it. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, so, it, so I'm just saying it. I really, I really do think if if someone wanted to look into it, um, see, here's the thing: nobody, nobody would care at this point in time because Weinstein is a jerk and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that it is quite possible that the president of the United States. Um, has people, and and when I say he has people, I don't mean he orders people. I just mean that there are people who who are fans of his, maybe. Whatever. Who, if he does a who will rid me of this meddlesome priest kind of thing, uh, they'll find something. Yeah. You know, look at look at the Saturday Night Live thing that they that they ran where um, Steve Carell as Jeff Bezos was making, uh. Jokes, I think it was Steve Carell. Pretty sure. I didn't see it. Uh, about Bezos and Trump and stuff like that. Uh, they yeah. were in kind of a kind of a war, uh, a little bit. Well, 
And then, Trump doesn't like Jeff Bezos because Bezos owns the Washington Post, and the Washington Post is often quite critical of the president. Right, exactly. Yeah, and so, so I'm not saying I'm not saying that he did it, but I'm saying that he might have made it so right. that it happened. Well, especially Trump with himself, the Inquirer, Trump uh, himself might not have had a hand in this, but because he's got associates on the inside, I'm sure that had an effect. Yeah, I'm. What I'm saying is, I I don't think that he'll be sad that it happened. Right. At all. Right. Um. So. Y- yeah, that's an interesting. That's an interesting little tidbit. Oh, and the thing I was going to say, of course, we've talked about this before. Maybe I don't know, but um, I'm on the side of the people who say that she definitely deserves that money. <laughs> uh, because I have no opinion about it one way or the other. It's a good payday for her if she gets it. Well, yeah, but but I mean. She had to, a lot of, like, well, I'll just give you an example, right? Um, when you're in a marriage with somebody, right, uh, there's stuff that that you do that helps the other person. You can't, you can't ever say that, like for me, right, giraffe and elephant. Yeah. I, I made giraffe for an elephant. You know, I was drawing them before uh, I met Jennifer... Um, well, not before I met, before, before we're married though, all that kind of stuff, uh, by all intents and purposes, my intellectual property. Right. However, my book getting made, right? Uh, I mean, Betty was a kid. Jennifer is taking Betty places, doing stuff while I'm drawing it and all that kind of thing. You know, you can't, you can't underestimate the value that a partner provides someone. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that she didn't support Jeff Bezos uh, during all of this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know how much he's ultimately worth, and $60 billion might not be a lot of money to him. I, you know, yeah. uh, but I don't think, I don't think he's going to be hurting after this. Right. Well, except, you know, um, I mean, if you if you lose not, half your money, let's say, you're still gonna feel bad about it. Yeah, but I mean, even if you have tons left, not not that I care how much money that dude has anyway. Yeah, although I, I mean, and I'm serious about this. I I always need to reiterate the people that want to go to space. They want to go to space because there are no labor unions in space. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, there's one billionaire who I wish he was focused on going to space and not what his current passion is. Uh, and that is who? that is Starbucks former CEO Howard Schultz. What is he doing? Howard Schultz wants to run for president as an independent centrist. And he is getting Ooh. a lot of he is getting a lot of pushback because people are saying that is how we get a second Trump term. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, being a cent- running as a centrist is great because if everybody votes for you, then you're golden. <laughs> Hardly ever happens, though. He's a you know, he's a billionaire, though. So, and he refuses to give specific policy uh, uh, positions. Yeah. So, you know, he's not. Oh. A centrist these days is still what a Republican was in the 80s. Now, I've got a question for you. Um, 
the guy who's running, his name is Yang. That's his last name. I think his okay. first name might be Jeff. Uh, he he may have already faded out of the of the public um, mindset, but I have not. He heard was of him. he was running on the concept of uh, basic income. Hey, that's a that's a topic we talked about last week. Yeah, um, he he worked it out. It, it's like a thousand bucks a month for every American. Okay. Not adjusted for where you live? Nope. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. In that case, I'm moving to Alabama where a thou- you could probably live on $1,000 a month. Uh, or move to Detroit. That's the other or one. Somewhere. there's there are I'm sure there's some lovely communities in this country where $1,000 a month is a nice income. Yeah, and then just everybody redistributes where they're at, and uh, it works out. <laughs> Um, hey, speak about redistributing. Hey, Betty! Oh, God. What's the over-under on uh, uh, her spending time with know. us? Come on in, like, Betty. I'm going to say 15 seconds. All right. Starting. So, Betty is almost a teen. Now. Mm-hmm. Very close. How does it feel, Betty? Uh, let it be known that Betty shrugged. Oh, 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 hey, Ben. Actually, yes. uh, this is good because this is all about Betty. And I'm going to be talking about her, and she's going to be looking at me. Um, here's the thing. Oh, the man. She's giving me the, the Kubrick stare. Um, so there, there are times when I'm talking to Betty, and I'll say something like, Hey, Betty, um, make sure that you talk to your mom today, okay? And then I won't hear anything. And I'll say, Betty, okay? And she'll say, yes. <laughs> and I've realized what's happening. Betty has grown up at a time where there's a lot of, uh, like, FaceTime and, you know, visual media and all that. I've realized that what's happening is I've said, Betty, talk to your mom, okay? And what's happening is she's nodding on the other end of the phone. But I can't <laughs> see that she's nodding. Oh, So when I, I ask her... She's upset are, with me because she's already answered. Because you're on the phone with her during this conversation. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That so was Betty, is that, that Usually I, I just go like, mm-hmm, and you can't hear me. Uh, also, she goes, mm-hmm. Why are you repeating everything I'm saying? Why are you repeating everything I'm saying? <laughs> no, I... Oh, God, no, let's I, not start that. Oh, my oh God! God. <laughs> All right, well, hey, look at the time. <laughs> oh, hey, I guess it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Betty, I love you. And listen to this. If anything happens to me, listen to this episode over and over again. I love you, Betty. I'm so proud of you. You're the best in the world. And she's shutting the door. <laughs> and she's gone. Uh, so how'd that go? How, how long was it? Oh, that was, about, that was about a minute and a half. But you did most of the talking. Okay. Yeah, true. I try to steamroll her every once in a while so she can't leave. That's as any good parent should do. All right. Well, Ben, uh, it looks like we're past that time. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate talking to you as always. Thank you. And And between uh, now and then, Ben. Paul. Keep it. Keep it wrong. Keep it wrong. <laughs> we did it. All right. Yay. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Bye.